Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Welcome back to Women of the Bible, Part 3. Today we're going to look into the life of a woman that doesn't have a name. She's known as an adulterous woman that Jesus forgives. And we read about her in John chapter 8. And we see this occur toward the end of Jesus's ministry. And he's gone to the temple and a large group of people gather and they're sitting around and he's teaching them. And all of a sudden, the scribes and the Pharisees break in and they set this adulterous woman in the midst and they let Jesus know that um, by calling him master, master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. And you have to stop and wonder, how did they catch this woman in the very act of adultery? Um, I don't have an answer for that, but it, it is a question. I mean, what were they doing? <laughs> and it, it, it Sounds like a setup, right? So they asked Jesus, you know, Moses commanded that the woman be stoned. But what do you say? He's claiming to be the Messiah, the Son of God. What do you say about this? And Jesus felt compassion for this woman. Here she's been thrown into a scene in the middle of a large group of people. Her sin is being broadcasted. To everyone who's within earshot, that she's an adulteress, the shame that she must felt, that public humiliation. Some people really enjoy doing that to people. The lesson that we learn here is, you know, how would you feel if this was you? I mean, we all sin. Romans three twenty three tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners, but to be thrown up on stage, pretty much, and and your sin broadcasted to everyone. But Jesus had compassion. He's an all-knowing God. He definitely knew what the scribes and Pharisees were doing. Again, they were trying to catch him going against the law, and it didn't work. As we know, God is all-knowing, and Jesus is God. He's all-knowing, and he stoops down, and he writes something. And I love that he's not looking at this woman with glaring eyes that, oh, you sinner. He's looking down. He writes in, in the sand. And we, we don't know what he wrote. The Bible doesn't tell us. But he knows this is not about the woman. This is about him. The plan that the scribes and the Pharisees have to take him down. He knew that he would deal with this way before he left heaven. He knew exactly how to handle the scribes and Pharisees. And we need to know that he knows exactly how to handle our issues, our big questions of life. We can take anything from small to the most major problems to him, and he will have an answer. He knows exactly how to handle every situation. I want you to present your questions to him and be serious about it. I once asked, asked him a question in my prayer. I had a uh, dispute, we'll call it, with my husband. 
and I was talking to the Lord about it, and um, the answer <laughs> came back in my surprise. Have you considered his perspective of the situation? And I was floored. And when I considered his perspective, it was like, you know, I never thought about that. I never considered that. But the Lord showed me in that situation how to deal with it. And thankfully, he's given me a way of escape sometimes by not saying anything at all. Keep it in mind that I was that person that uh, always had to come back. Uh, I didn't like anyone to get the last word. So it was very necessary when I became a follower of Christ for the Lord to shut my mouth sometimes and not let me um, say the things that were popping into my head. And thankfully, you know, he's changed my heart along the way and helped me not to think a lot of those thoughts. But let's get back to the to the adulterous woman. So Jesus, after writing in the sand, he says, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Wow, that's such a strong statement. We have to catch ourselves when we want to point out someone else's sin. We all have sinned. It's not our job here on earth to judge someone's sin. Our job is to have compassion, to have forgiveness and display that to someone. If Jesus didn't have compassion and the forgiveness that I needed for my sins, where would I be? And if I can't offer that to someone else to show them the love of Christ, then what have I learned in my walk with him? It's so necessary to show the love of Christ. Christians get this reputation of being judgmental. They like to condemn. They like to make people feel guilty. And I'm not saying that it's always true because I think the presence of the Lord and his followers convict people. We don't have to say anything sometimes, but it happens. And there are that like the scribes and the Pharisees here in this uh, story of the adulterous woman they're the moral compass. They want to go around and tell everyone what's good, what's bad, what's acceptable, what's not. I'm not saying that we don't take a stand. Yes, we stand on the Word of God, followers of Christ, talking to other people about the love of Jesus. We have to show that compassion. We have to show that we have a forgiving spirit. And two, we have to be willing to let the past of a person go away. we They can't always be judged by their past. I am so thankful that when we're forgiven, our sins are forgotten as far as the East is from the West. And I love that because the devil wants to use that to condemn you and tell you that you're not good. You're not forgiven. But when you know that you know that you know that you've been forgiven, you have to forgive yourself. You have to let go of that past and see yourself as God sees you, a new creature. And you want to continue being that new creature. Let's get back to the story. So Jesus stoops down again and he's writing in the sand. And it's not written in the scriptures as to what he wrote, but these words cause conviction. 
He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. These scribes and Pharisees, and it says that, you know, they, they left one by one due to their conviction. And it started with the elders. And as we age, we, we are more thankful to God for that forgiveness that he's given us, that we were once sinners, that there's nothing good in us, nothing except Jesus. So they walk away one by one, and Jesus is left alone with this woman. You know, she has to be standing there with such shame. But at the same time, she's seeing a man like none she's ever seen before. And he asks her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she says, No man, Lord. She calls him Lord. She is seeing a man that's treating her like none has ever done before. I'm wondering if it, if at this moment she's saying he is the Messiah. I've never felt so loved before in all my life. Here, this situation started and I was so condemned. And now I feel so much love for this man that's stood up for me and spoke with such authority and such knowledge. And Jesus says unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And now she's looking at this man that they're calling Messiah. He was the only one that could judge her, that could condemn her. But he loves her. He shows her compassion shows her forgiveness and tells her, go and sin no more. What an experience with God that she had to have at that very moment. I think it was life-changing. How could you walk away from an experience like that and not be changed? Sure, we all have our experiences with God that changed us in a major way, that made it so real. People say, I don't know about your Jesus. I don't know if he's real. And it's like, I don't know how you don't know he's real because he's so real to me. And I experience him every day. He is my constant companion. I couldn't do this thing called life without him and nor would I want to. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. And what an example of this scripture with the adulterous woman. He did not condemn her. He saved her. Hopefully, her life changed. She felt whole. I'm hoping that he took the brokenness. I always wonder what happened to that person. What caused them to feel such pain and, and unworthiness in life that would take them to that situation? Where they didn't feel like they had any hope. And Jesus can change that. He helps us to see ourselves through a different lens. We're accepted in Him. He makes us want to be Christ like. He makes all things new. And I think that's so true for our walk with Him. He makes it new and it's exciting. And yes, there's hard times, but we have the promise of hope. We have the, the promise of life eternal with him in heaven. And compared to what 
lives we live here on earth, there is no comparison. I am so ready to enjoy Jesus and that happiness, that joy, that peace that we can have, but just a little bit here on earth, but there it will be all the time. It, it's just a wonderful perspective to see how my walk with the Lord changes everything. It, I've never been so happy as far as in my life. And yes, I've had ups and I've had downs. He never promised me that it would be a life without incident, that from the time I accepted him, that everything would be glorious and I would be walking in peace and happiness and joy forever. No, I would have persecution just like he was a persecuted person because of who he was. And we're persecuted because of who we believe in and who's in us. And we choose to live in peace, joy, happiness, and to have hope because he is all those things. And it's only through him that we can have those things. And as we go through the toils, as we go through the tragedy, the heartache, the pain that this life gives us, we don't go through it alone. He's with us. He's loving us through it. He's helping us make those hard decisions that we have to make. And through that, we can make it. Thank God he changes our lives. He changes everything. I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you return for the next woman in part three of Women of the Bible. Talk to you soon. God bless.